fatheads, you're tuning in to another episode of Cigar Chat, broadcast live around the world and heard on the Armed Forces Radio Network. This is CigarFederation.com, or you can tune in at YouTube.com. I don't know why you would. Get your comments in at CigarFederation.com. Or you can tune in to Facebook Live, which is the new hotness. Get your emoticons, get your comments, get your likes. Hopefully we see them. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Trippy Trent. Trippy. What up? What up, buddy? Nice hat. Yeah. Got my, uh, got my weasel on a little bit at IPCPR. Gotta get your weasel I got on. a couple hats. We are uh, joined by our very special guest, the transitionary MFN CEO, Logan. Look at, Hola. How, look at how clean that image is. So clean. I know, man. It's amazing what a little bit of after you've been doing naughty things to it. It's amazing. Copy that. Jenny Bly. So, Jay Bly. So, um, so we're back from the IPCPR. Who, who, who put a show of hands? Who's... Who's got their higher brain functions back and, and is caught up on sleep? Uh, a little bit. I'm getting there. I'm good. I didn't Dude, sleep in one day, so that helped. I am. Uh, I think I'm just getting recovered today. Like like the first day back, I think Monday, Like I was having a verbal stroke. Laura would ask me a question, and I would respond, and I would jumble up the words, and she'd look at me like, are you are you?" are you dumb or just stupid? And, and she's like, you realize what you just said? I'm like, yeah, I, I recognize that what I said made absolutely no sense. Cause uh, you know, 10 hours of sleep over five days or whatever it was. Yeah, it's pretty rough. I went for the Ooh. gusto though. I got home late Friday night, uh, almost missed my connection, but made it home, got home around midnight, had to get up at six in the morning with the baby while Allie ran. And then literally Allie came home and I actually slept from about, Eight in the morning or eight thirty when Allie got home until about three in the afternoon, and I got massive amounts of ish. It was a very bad husband move, but it refreshed <laughs> me quite quickly, and it was worth all the backlash to get caught up that quickly. <laughs> yeah, it's um, I mean, it's it's tough to get. I mean, I don't have a daughter, obviously, that I know of, uh, in 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 the United States or Canada, maybe Nicaragua. Um, but Go somewhere. Uh, you know, man. You, yeah, you know, when you're in the shower, bro, that in, drain in goes country. to somewhere. Goes somewhere in country. country. Thanks. No control of that. Um, no, man. It's kind of, it's bad. It's hard to come back and go right back into the swing of things. Right back into. I don't no. think so. No, Trip right. looked frozen, but he's good. Thanks. Anywho, um, yeah, man. It's hard to go back uh, back into the swing of things. So, what'd you got? Let me ask a question. Trippy Trip. Yo, Trent. Otherwise known as Trent. It was your first IPCPR. And I kind of got to see the look on your face the first day. The wall. Like if you were a kid going to Disney. You look like a kid in a candy store. Tell everyone that's not been to IPCPR. You've heard about it for five or six years now. What did you think about it? I mean, not the overall experience, but just walking in day one. Was it everything you thought it would be? Was it different? What do you think? There was somebody. I don't remember who it was. But I've been like following the IPCPR since it was the RTDA. Right. And like, I mean, probably 2006 or seven was the first time I was like aware of it and started, you know, looking for coverage. And it was it was kind of what I expected. But at the same time, it was on a way bigger scale than I was expecting. Like when you see the pictures of the booths and stuff, uh, it doesn't quite do them justice that some of them are like 30 feet tall and, you know, 100 feet long. It's it's kind of crazy and it gets real busy in there. Yeah, it does. Yeah, sound levels on the floor. Uh, they were mostly bearable, but it was pretty loud. I mean, a lot of times when I was interviewing somebody, I could hear them. 
Um, but like John would say stuff from behind the camera and I wouldn't even be able to hear him at all. Uh, a couple yes. of exceptions where we were in, when we were in kind of the outskirts of the floor. Yeah. So just, just, so you know, when we do, when we do interviews and I mean, I'm, I'm probably what, maybe three, maybe five feet back at most from the interview, mm-hmm. I'd say. Yeah. Um, and so our audience knows I can't hear a goddamn thing. Like I can't hear a yeah. single word. So it's like, like after the interview, somebody will turn and they'll ask me a question and I'll be like, I have no idea what you're saying because I can't hear you. And you're standing five feet away. That's how loud it is in the floor. It also depends where you are too. I mean, if you're in some parts, it's not that loud, but if you're like by the foundation booth, you're down by Drew estate where they're like pumping a bunch of like crazy music. It's like, I don't know how you work in that booth. Cause it's like, you can't even think it's so well, loud. And, uh, a couple of mornings, like right before the show opened, and then right after the show closed at the Tetuaje booth, they really cranked their music up and you could hear it from like perfectly clear from the complete other side of the convention hall. Oh yeah. Lord. So I was laughing. Somebody, somebody was saying on one of the shows a couple of days ago, they were like, well, you guys probably didn't hear the audio at the other side of the, the floor. And I'm like, no, we, we can hear the audio oh, when, when the music is bumping, you can hear it from the food court. Like it's. Well, and, and and actually, you get it at every corner. You get it in uh, Roma Craft. You get it at Crown Heads. Yep. You get it at Drew Estate. I mean, uh, Foundation. But like everybody, all four corners were were pumping music. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. But it's not. I mean, that's that's pretty normal. I mean, I don't think it was louder. I don't think it was louder than it, it's it's ever been. But it definitely no. was. It's loud. No. Um, Trippy. So, like, what was your what was your overall impression of the IPCPR since you're you're the new fish, the new fry? Oh, I loved it. I'm like. I mean, it was, it was like, we've talked about kind of at length. It was, it was completely mentally and physically exhausting. I don't think that I could do like a second week of that or anything. No. Um, or even like, even if it ran through the weekend, I don't think I could do two more days of that. I would just be dead. Uh, but it's super fun. Like there's just so much going on. You're meeting people all day and kind of, uh, I was kind of surprised that a lot of the people that I didn't know and haven't had any real interaction with in the industry kind of just welcome me in. And, uh, you know, it's like we were old friends kind of. Yeah, it's nice. I mean, that's, I'd say the relationships are probably 60% of the reason I go back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause it's good to see all those people you only see once or twice a year if you're lucky or never or never. So Logan question. Yes, Yes, sir. So you were down pumping that lane coffee how was yeah. the uh how was the lane coffee received because every time we came by it was like uh it was like you were the methadone clinic and uh people oh, were lined man. up like i'm not kidding man like like we had people passing and like <coughs> hey man has logan got any of that coffee available I want some of that coffee, coffee dog. all over the floor it was annoying uh no i rephrase i appreciate everyone who bought coffee no i mean it was good man i mean I obviously at the show had a a lot of transitionary duties to do, right? So I tried to limit my time at the booth as much as possible and was still able to go around and, you know, get cigars for the sick fed store. So everyone will be happy that they'll see like, you know, the new wise man, the new Totos Las Diaz and all the good stuff. Um, But yeah, man, I mean, you know, I mean, we got on the floor, I mean, got on the floor about an hour early and literally was filling up those like what I, I mean, this is probably a really, ageist analogy but with those old the old people home coffee pot things you know like and and trip would literally be my water guy and was going down to this random water fountain hydrant thing and getting me five gallons of water so i could make coffee and i couldn't get caught up for the first hour because people were just going ape 
going bananas. So, I mean, it went really well, man. I mean, uh, for the first time I've done a contract roast um, and sold wholesale. I mean, I think it went really well. I'm going to find out, you know, the total sales tomorrow when I talk to Nick, but, you know, I think it went well. Um, I think there's things that, you know, I think the best part is Nick was great to work with and the entire foundation team was great to work with. So, you know, a lot of the, the lessons that we learned, right? Like, you know, things like most retailers don't really understand coffee. And, and no offense to those retailers out there, but they, a lot of them drink Folgers, right? They're not drinking craft coffee. So when they see that the bag is XYZ wholesale, they're like, whoa, that's way more than Folgers. And, you know, so I think there's more we could spend on education and stuff like that, which is obviously a lesson learned. But overall, I'm very happy with the way it went. And for those that uh, retailers that did not pick it up, you'll soon see all the four blends, the uh, the Foundation Wise Man, the Tabernacle, the Upsetters, and then the all-in blend available at Lane Coffee very soon. Nice. Giggity. Did you get, what would you guys uh, – I'm just rolling. I got like a bunch because, you know, Den Mother. I got a whole bunch of questions queued up here. So uh, maybe start with Trip. What do you think of the hotel? Staying where we're big oh, balling. Dude, big balling of the Cosmo. So sweet. I think we might have had like one of the best hotels on the Strip, in my opinion, um, except for like maybe the Wynn. Uh, it was, it was just a nice hotel all around and our room was, was pretty pimp. Uh, there was that issue of not having a bed until like 1am <laughs> uh, yeah. and, and they delivered the bed while we were all asleep because we had given up on them bringing it. Me and John being, snuggled. That, it was yeah, nice. Yeah, we snuggled a little bit. I got I mean, I wasn't going to bring that up. But... Hey man. <sighs> hey, nope. we fell asleep snuggling, watching the killing. Killing. <laughs> For the, for Which, those by the way, are... trip. I got through the the first two seasons. Holy bejesus! Did not see that coming. Oh yeah. Spoilers. The, the sister. The sister Spoilers. killed. Spoiler alert. The Spoiler sister alert. killed the the girl. Like not mm-hmm. intentionally, but like I was like, ah! yeah, dude, that was messed up. Oh, dude, I was like, oh my god, and she kept like the whole time she she had to have known, like yeah. she knew, and she just was like, I don't know, dude. It was like I watched it and I was like. I got to take like a day break before I start the second part, because I was like, this is just too, too messed up. Anyways. Was, was anyone else kind of a little sad that we didn't get the smoke on the patio of our baller suite more? Not really, because it was very windy up there and it was really hot. Yeah. But I would have liked to have uh, quote unquote wake and baked on the patio, you know, like I would have liked to, yeah. I mean, you know, start a little uh, lane coffee in the morning and have a cigar to start the day and kind of casually roll in. But instead what it was, was like, Get out of bed, have my five minute shower, try and scramble to get bread. Well, you know what? I got to say, man, uh, this is, you were like, you were like springing out of bed. I don't know what was going on where they were pumping oxygen directly into your room, but I have never seen you get at, like I was getting out of the shower and you were like, let's go. And I was like, who, who are you? And what have you done with Logan? I know, man. Uh, probably because I didn't want to get yelled at by a certain somebody and I got to get to the, I got to get there to make coffee, which in hindsight, that whip. if if I do another contract roast, instead of roasting on the floor, literally what I'll do is I'll just do it in the hotel room and pack up like four or five of those thermos things and like bring it in like a wheelie cart and just that'll be much better. I mean, you really needed a team of two guys brewing coffee oh, yeah. full time, like literally one guy fetching water and taking care of the consumables and one guy full time. Brewing. Like, and they, yeah. they would have been busy all day long, every single day. Oh, it's true. And I mean, notes in, for next year. Notes for next year. And the other thing is, is like, didn't get a better power supply until the third day. So I hooked up the, the hot plate because I was trying to use the Chemex mm. and the, the kettle. And I kept shorting out the booth 
and I was forced to go set on the floor, and people thought I was begging. It was just a mess. You, you were you were doing it Chennai style, uh, dude. Mm-hmm. It was it was basically Chennai <laughs> style, but instead of that, I would have to start a fire versus using electricity. But anyways, but yeah, no, it was good. It was good. It was it was really it was a good experience. What was you guys' uh, start with you, Trippy? Was your t- I mean, you don't have any experience at the Sands, but what was your experience at the Las Vegas, Las Vegas Convention Center? Uh, it's it's a little out of the way because you kind of, I mean, the only people who could get there on foot really were people who were staying at uh, the Westgate. Suckers. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Uh, <laughs> um, Cuba two star. But maybe uh, it was pretty nice inside. Maybe. I mean, it was big enough. It didn't seem like they were like. You know, <laughs> wanting for space or anything. So Logan, I think it was Logan, fine. Logan, you've been to the Sands a hundred times. Yeah, I've what, been to the Sands a hundred times. Um, the LVCC, dude. Like, okay, so we've always stayed away. We've never stayed in the Venetian or the Palazzo. So the drive really wasn't that any different. Wasn't any different. I don't think. I mean, it was about no, the same amount so. of time. That wasn't the problem. I do. Th- I there's a couple things that I, I liked about it, and there's a couple things I didn't like. One thing that I liked is that. The drop-off um, was, I think, uh, the drop-offs were similar, right? But I liked the fact that you could be dropped off and you walk like 20 feet and you were in the convention. Where when <laughs> you, you, you were don't want that 20-minute walk. walk? Oh, yeah. But the, the, the thing that was better about the Las Vegas Convention Center is the pickup. Yeah, we had to wait a minute for, you know, lift or whatever. But you remember, if you went downstairs in the sands, there could be, there could potentially be cabs. But most of the time, there wasn't. So you had to walk all the freaking opposite way side opposite side to get a cab and yeah, you couldn't get a lift right so that was one thing that was better one thing i liked better about the sands is the sands actually had bathrooms like in the middle of the floor <laughs> you know oh, what i mean be, that would be kind of nice inside the, i mean the only one was that one along the back wall that was like maybe a hundred two feet or down for, three around the on the back wall but they were on the very outside the booth. but they were right. on the very outside of the walls which is a bit right. of a hoof yeah, there was a hoof. I mean, I like the Saints. I think it was better set up for a convention because they had the the bathrooms in the middle, you know. But otherwise, it wasn't that bad. I mean, I would say that they were a little bit more Nazi-ish, if you could say that, about it's 5 o'clock, we're shutting down and, like, literally powering off the lights and killing the oh, AC. Yeah. The, Sands, there was, wasn't the yeah. Sands wasn't that bad. You could hang around for another hour and nobody cared. Um, out. But all in all, I'd have to say, like, I was worried about it being bad. But all in all, I actually think it was probably this similar, but different, if not better. same, but different, but if not better, uh, we're going to take a quick break. Get your questions in on Facebook live or cigarfireation.com. Please stay tuned for word from one of our sponsors brought to you by Gurkha cigars, Gurkha cigars, makers of the world's finest cigars. Try the 93 rated heritage featuring Rosado, Ecuador, and Habana wrapper, Nicaraguan binder, and Dominican, Pennsylvanian, and Nicaraguan fillers. Blended by Gurkha's blending team at American Caribbean Cigars, it's hand-rolled Nicaraguan available in 35-count boxes. Talk to your local B&M about the heritage today, or talk to them about other fine Gurkha cigars. Whatever your taste preference is, Gurkha has a cigar that's right for you. All right, we're back. Hopefully my audio isn't cutting out for our audience, just uh, the stupid Skype. 
Um, no, man. Uh, I think I, I would say it was the the same as Sands in terms of overall experience or better. And I think better because the one thing I think a lot of people forget about is that we had to walk through the Venetian and the Sands to the convention center. And even the hallway leading into the convention center was like a five minute or eight minute walk. So like every morning we were walking probably 15 to 18 minutes just to get into the convention center. And then after a day of walking, we had to walk another 15 or 18 minutes. And honestly, I'm, you know, I, I was pretty walked out. So it was nice to walk six minutes or five minutes and boom, we're gone. And we we're like, I would say, um, remembering from past years, I don't, th- I think it was closer to six by the time we got back to our hotel room. It's typically. Yeah. Yeah. And this time, I mean, we were bang on <laughs> back to the hotel room at like five twenty five, which was, which I found pretty surprising. And it made a, frankly, it made a huge difference in, uh, in our overall availability in the evening. I think that's true. I would agree that, that I would agree that that was one thing that was much better. All right. Trippy uh, thoughts on the Westgate Hotel as the uh, quote unquote official hotel, one of the official hotels oh. of the of the IPCPPPR. Uh, yeah, but before I say that, I just want to say Jason says the audio sounds fine. I think it was noise gating your microphone based on the ad that was playing. Probably, uh, probably. Uh, so all reports say that the Westgate was a complete shithole. The only person that said they had a pleasant experience uh, was Mombacho, and they were only there for two days. I think they're just being nice. They're just they're being, just nice being people. Being Canadian, they're basically yeah, Canadian. I mean, how many people did you hear? I heard uh, multiple people saying they had electrical issues in the room where the lights weren't working. I heard more than one person say the air conditioning wasn't working, and I heard multiple people say they had plumbing issues. So I was like, bro, like not not like tame plumbing issues, like. One of them, he uh, he said that he left the room to go to the show and came back and flushed the toilet and it just started overflowing everywhere. Another one said that their water wouldn't turn on. And another one said their water turned on and after like 10 seconds, it it's sputtered the and then just black water came out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we officially found a hotel worse than the stratosphere. Yeah. I mean, it didn't look worse than the stratosphere in the inside. But uh, from yeah, certainly from our anecdotal yeah responses from the floor, I'd say not. I, I think the attendance level at the Westgate next year is going to be very low. Yeah, very, very I think low. I think we're going to see a lot of people jumping on that deal, those deals at the Encore, because that was the secondary uh, official hotel. What was no? So what was that uh, baller hotel that uh, Robert was talking about? Uh, Robert Caldwell was it the SLS? The SLS, yeah, I've heard that's nice. So yeah, like that. So I think maybe, uh, well, maybe we should hang out there a little bit next year. I mean, what, what appealed to the fat boy and me is he was talking that they were giving away like $50 yeah. with every day. Each room was getting like a $50 meal and boost or beverage credit. And he, he said the room was one Oh nine a day and, That's not bad. and they take 50 bucks off your food bill. Uh, so you're basically paying 60 bucks a day. Pretty good, man. That's not bad. So and I mean, that's also and, where uh, where bizarre meets it. It's all about them meats. All right. It's all about them meats. About them meats. About them meats. So uh, maybe I start with you, Trippy. What do you think about the booths? What was your, <coughs> what was your overall impression of the booths? Um, what was maybe your booth that you were most impressed with, and maybe booth that you were least impressed with? Uh, the booths kind of ran the gamut, which is kind of interesting and cool, and not something that I normally see at trade shows. Like you know. You, at most trade shows, there's kind of that shitty booth that just has the black backdrop with their little yeah. sign that's this big, uh, and then they have a just a plastic table. 
for the most part, the booths were pretty nice. Um, I, I can't think of one off the top of my head that was like, these people didn't even try. Um, but I'm sure there were some, I just didn't see them. But then some of them, like the Drew Estate booth, the Tatuaje booth, the My Father booth, were like larger than life, which was really cool. Logan? Which booth? I mean, I won't say which booth is the worst because... <laughs> because it's the booth and you don't well, want to no, shit on no. it. No, it's not not because because you know I I mean I told people that were brand owners that you were there you saw me asked me what they thought of their cigar and I told them verbatim well do you want me to tell you the truth or do you want me to lie to you and they're like well tell me the truth and I was like well your cigar is okay it's not memorable it's about three dollars overpriced and crushed their soul and basically I don't want to say the reason I'm not going to trash booths is because if you were there and have a booth you're spending even for yeah. a shit eight by eight booth you're spending five grand. Yeah, exactly. So I can't say you have a shit booth because if you were spending a hundred dollars and you had a shit booth, then whatever. But dude, it's not cheap, and that's one of the themes that I saw at the 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 booth or this year is there were so many brands that are still active brands but did not have a booth that were just walking mm-hmm. around because literally, dude, it's an investment to go. Like it's yeah, not it's cheap. A, it's a big investment, <clears throat> huge investment. So, but I think. I mean, there was a couple booths. I mean, the my father and Tatsuaki booth, they were the same as always. The Padron booth was always the same. So was Altadips in general. Um, they're all the same. I think the booth that I like the best, um, I wouldn't say the best, but one of the booths that I like a lot is I liked uh, Sokka's booth just because it's very open, but it's still got like a cozy feel to it, and there's plenty of room to sit down. And the other mm-hmm. booth that I really liked um, was Matt Booth's. Just because it's fucking Yeah, his was great. It's just awesome. I love that he had video games. <laughs> he had fucking arcade games. It was awesome. Play arcade games. It was Pretty awesome. welcoming. Any um, questions, feedback, comments from the uh, from the peanut gallery there, Trippy? Uh, Jason Raybuck has a new nickname for uh, Logie, which What's is that? Soul Crusher. <laughs> Dude. Hey, man. Like, I'm not a soul crusher. I'm here to do one thing and one thing only in this life, and that's to be honest with you. And... And, you know, I ask you, I preface, I say, do you want me to tell you the truth? Do you want me to lie to you? And I did it. And I actually think that guy will be now a better cigar maker because he now knows the truth. Either he'll take my feedback and think about it, or he'll just say, fucking Logan doesn't know what he's talking about and move on. But (laughs) I'm just telling you, I'm not going to tell you who it was. But let me ask you, you two know who exactly who it is. You guys smoked it. Was I, am I right or am I wrong? I don't remember which one it was. Oh, dude. I mean, the whole week is a blur. The first night, the party, in the kitchen. I'll tell you later. Oh, yeah. We'll talk. We'll talk offline. Oh, right. Yes, I remember. Um, So, Trippy, going to the event, best cigars you enjoyed. Not that we had the chance to really enjoy a ton of cigars. Best best cigar you enjoyed at the show and connected to that, the most anticipated cigar that is the cigar you're most looking forward to sitting down and reviewing after the show. Uh, so I think, I mean, the one that stands out from smoking there, like we talked about last night, we all sat down in the, uh, what's the shithole called the Westgate? The 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 non-bar bar. Yeah. We walked in there and the circle bar would, well, what people would call the circle bar there, uh, was completely packed. There was, there was like standing room only. And so we just walked past it and found a different one that happened to be closed. Um, and we all lit up the wise man Maduro and that cigar right off the bat, I knew that I was just going to love it. It's so good. It's pretty awesome. 
Um, and I think the one I'm actually looking forward <coughs> to the m- most is the My Father La, op- La Opulenza. La Opulencia? Yes. Um, I mean, just the thought of a My Father cigar with a San Andreas wrapper. Uh, Have they done many with the San Andreas? Uh, I don't think they've done anything on any My Father line. I mean, obviously, they've done some of Pete's stuff. And I think that they had a Jaime Garcia that was San Andreas. Um, But but as far as I know, this is their first, like, full production cigar that is under the My Father brand that's San Andreas. Got it. Logie? Um... I mean, I was walking around buying a lot of cigars, was busy. I mean, obviously, you guys know all that. Um, But I'm trying to think, man. Like, I mean, obviously, the Nick's new cigar was really good. Um, Nick's new cigar was really good. I found that quite enjoyable. Um, I smoked the new Room 101 collaboration, like the one with the the Room 101 flower on it between Caldwell and that. I found it quite enjoyable. Really? Um, I, I, uh, as soon as I lit that up, like an inch into it, I was like, Logan would hate this cigar. No, I, I liked it, dude. Okay. Wow. Now, nah, man. The 101, the hit and run, the one with the, 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 the flower. flower. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, but, I, surprised. I, but I also smoked it. It was like the first cigar I smoked of the day, too. So I lucked out that it was. But I, dude, it, you're right. It's very mild, but it has a balls ton of flavor. Yeah. So I, I liked it quite a bit. Um, I actually, I liked it quite a bit. So, um, so I smoked Sokka's new thing. Like, I mean, honestly, I can't really say if it was, if I if I'm gonna give it a what I'd give it because I I didn't really get to enjoy it all that much because I was working. Um, but other than that, honestly, I felt like it was a bunch of very. I mean, I've got a bunch that I still need to smoke. Like, I want to smoke the Southern Draw Jacob's Ladder because I think that'll be up my alley. I I think you're gonna love that cigar. I think I'll love it too. But I mean, there's so much that I haven't smoked. But honestly, I felt like I was expecting there to be so many releases like i was expecting it to be you walk in a booth and everyone has like 27 releases and honestly it wasn't as many as i thought there was going to be i think the reason for that is that nobody wants to uh i mean obviously everybody did like stealth releases before right. august 8th so that they would have stuff in the hopper and i think most of the companies don't want to kind of uh blow their load and not have anything for 2018 19 20 uh because nobody knows which way the FDA is going to go. Well, look at what happened with Boost. Presumably, it's new, right? Yeah. I mean, what, um, what what brings you to the show if there's nothing new? Yeah, exactly. I mean, and for retailers, it makes sense. I mean, <coughs> they want to, you know, go into the foundation booth and get a bunch of original Elway Wednesdays for a deal. The only place to do that is IPCBR. Um, yeah. But from a media standpoint, it m- makes our jobs harder because. There's not as much to talk about. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm definitely excited. I, I smoked that Jacob's ladder first thing in the morning. I thought it was great. I'm looking forward to sitting down. Is and it as strong it. as he says it is? It is. I what did I call a trip? I call it a skip you medium it a, plus. Yeah, Roma Craft medium plus. Yeah, okay. that's that's why when I smoked it, I'm like, this is going to be right up Logan's alley. Um, I'm excited to sit down again with the cosecha. Um, now that it's officially out, I sm- I smoke that. I don't think yeah. it's going to be up your alley. No, dude, it's... I thought it was too nuanced for you, Logan. I just smoked it today. It's... Not, man, too nuanced <laughs> for me? Like, what the F is that? Like, honestly... That's, that's what I would have said, too. No, let me rephrase this. This is a cigar <laughs> that had that same blend been released, say, after aging in the aging room for maybe a year, would probably been pretty darn good. But they're not loading this thing full of fucking, you know, Lajeros and... 
um, high priming secos or excuse me, high priming visos or anything like that. So it is a it's a fairly mild smoke. I, I like, thought it was stronger than a lot of their cigars. Seriously? Yeah. Like I thought it was like on par with like the because I think in terms of strength, I think the the tenth was the strongest thing they did. Then then the uh, whatever Liga Maestro and then the the original Tierra Volcan. I thought this was like Tierra Volcan level. Well, Tierra Volcan. I found it to be like a notch below the tenth. What? Yeah. Man, maybe. I mean, it was like the third cigar I smoked of the day, but still, I (laughs) maybe that has something. Maybe that has something to do with it, but I don't know. And there was a yeah. I mean, it's not that it's a bad cigar, but dude, at twenty five. Girl, or 25 bucks a pop, bro? Dude, yeah. that's Pedro's uh, I can't status. see myself buying like a box or two of those. <clears throat> Question, though. And this is like total, you know, uh, what do they call it? I mean, not, you know, basically when I was making up stuff about Michael Giannini, when I was like total rumor mill. But let me just ask you, because when we were there in their aging room, we saw the cigars like a year ago, right? And we knew this was coming. They were not banded. But when you open up the band, they have a date. It was like, I think it was like November something, 2013 or whatever, right? So are they stamping that date like a month ago when they package these up? Yeah. yeah. yeah that's, okay. That's what they do. So they stamp them. They Everything obviously is tagged so they know when it was rolled. And then they stamp the rolled date when they package them. All, right. the, all, the, all the boxes oh, in the aging room are coded. Right. But what I'm saying is my conspiracy theory is I don't like that. Because why don't you let it age for like six, three months in the aging room, then put the bands on it so you have the legit date there? Because, I mean, dude, accidents happen. Boxes get mixed up. Just saying. Mm, I don't I, see I, that I, happening at Mombacho. Yeah, that's not going to happen at Mombacho. I'm just saying. Let's take, let's take a, a quick break. You're tuning into the live two cigar chat broadcast live around the world and heard on the Armed Forces Radio Network. Stay tuned for more from one of our sponsors. This show is sponsored by Cigar Oasis. Don't spend all your time worrying about your cigar wrappers cracking, splitting, or falling apart from humidity fluctuation issues. Set it and forget it by choosing Cigar Oasis, a professional solution which provides equal distribution of humidity with precise electronic controls. Monitor your cigars through the internet using the smart humidor Wi-Fi attachment. Why don't you spend all your time enjoying your cigars and relaxing and let Cigar Oasis protect your cigars? Cigar Oasis has solutions for any humidor. Make sure you set it and forget it today. So I didn't really feel finish my list there, but uh, and this might this one might catch people by surprise. But I'm I'm kind of looking. I'm, one of the cigars I'm anticipating smoking out of the show is the Alec Bradley uh, Esteli Black Market. Yeah, I'm looking forward to trying. Gross, that. gross. I, I love I, the Black I just, Market. I don't love gross. the Black Market, gross. but to me, it doesn't taste Nicaraguan enough. I think that's why. Um, and based on what I've heard. The, the new one's really good, so I'm looking forward to trying that one. Yeah, I don't know about all that. I did smoke one of the Lost Arts. That one was really good. How was that? I, I, I liked it. More, than, Prince Otto, more yeah. than I expected to. Yeah. That was a big seller for them, man. That Prince Otto is like, still performing well in the market. So. Yeah, that number one rating really, uh, really hurts. helped that one out. Yeah. Never hurts. I will say that you know, I thought it was interesting. Um, do you guys smoke uh, John's new one? Uh, four kicks Maduro. Yeah, I liked it, but uh, my palate was a little messed up that day from, you know, just raging the night before on cigars. So I'm not quite sure how good of a read I got on it. I mean, yeah. I mean, I smoked it. It was later in the day, and I don't know, man. It wasn't. Maybe it might have been that my palate or something, but 
I was expecting a lot more out of that because I really did like the four kicks, which was kind of surprising. And I ex- expected, you know, putting on a, you know, it's because it's uh, Ecuadorian Maduro, right? Or my, uh, it's, it's a Connecticut Habano. Connecticut Habano. So I was expecting a lot more flavor out of it, and it just seemed kind of blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but it's really tough to get a read on a cigar at the show. I mean, <clears throat> humidity issues for one, like those cigars are, you know, practically drying out by the minute. And then you're on the showroom floor with no water, uh, you're hangry, mm-hmm. you're tired. So, I mean, it's really tough to get a read on a lot of cigars until you sit down with it after it's been, you know, properly rehumidified and, you know, yeah, normal. What I learned during the week is at the show, you can kind of tell what cigars you really like when you smoke it there, but you can't always tell whether you're going to not like something. I, I feel like I could smoke I something there and not like it and then get home and try it and, and actually like it. Um, but if I smoke it on the floor and I love it, I'm probably going to like it on a fresh palate, too. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I smoked a couple dog turds, and I know they're going to be dog turds. You know what I mean? But I think I think it could go in the way is, like, if you're unsure about it, then it might be good. But if it's really good, it's only going to get better. And if it's a dog turd, it's probably only going to get worse. Yeah, that's probably true. In my uh, humble opinion. So what about the, uh, what do you guys think about the Downton, the uh, High Clare Castle? Oh, I'll say my opinions for last. What? I gave you one. Keeping all that stuff. You didn't smoke it? No. Oh, I I really like that I can't smoke cigars and shoot video, man. That's too hard. (laughs) Shots fired. Tell me what you think, and I'll tell you. I thought it was a really good Connecticut. I mean, it's hard to get a good read on it, but I smoked, I think, two or three of them during the week as like a first cigar of the day, and I was enjoying them. I'm really looking forward to trying that one on a fresh palate. Okay. Uh, I go ahead and finish your thought. No, no, go ahead. Um, so here was my my take on it. I mean, I definitely smoked several um during the show. And don't get me wrong, it is, I mean, it's a fantastic Connecticut. Like <clears throat> it's very unlike it's I mean, it kind of follows the trend, right? I mean, Drew Estate released the underground shade, and everyone's like, Man, that's a good Connecticut. And then, you know, people have been releasing better and better Connecticut. I think this is one of the best ones I that I've so. smoked. Like it, it's almost, you put, like, if you were smoking it blind, you'd be like, is this a Connecticut? It doesn't, I mean, it is Connecticut-y, but it's not like, okay, oh my god, this is a Connecticut. But the thing I don't like about it is the price point. Yes, I mean, absolutely. And I get it. Dude, I mean, $13 to start off for a Connie, bro. All I gotta say is Tiger Kitty Softball 750 all day long. Yeah, so that's the thing for me is, is for a morning cigar, for some reason, I don't feel like I can smoke a $15 cigar oh. first thing in the morning. Um, oh. I have no problem smoking like a $5, $8 cigar. Illusion Rothschild, Connecticut, all day yep. long. See, that's a great $5 cigar. What this country needs is a good $5 smoke. That's what they say. <laughs> Stealing brick houses, thunder. Yeah, dude, that's what Ernesto Padilla says. You need a good $5 cigar, but instead he released a $48 cigar yeah. packed in 50-count calves. 100-count, actually. Oh, it's 100-count? They're 100-count. No, they're fifty. They're fifty. No, no, it's a hundred count. It's five grand it's for a box. Five count. grand. Yes. Yep. What gotta a got to drop that nut, dude. Like that's more than a lot of retailers spend at the entire show. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Or at least a. Ch- I mean, like small retailers. That's probably what they spend at the entire show for the entire year. Like, or not entire year, but the entire show. And even some of the bigger ones, dude. Like that's a nut for yeah. one. One, one cigar. cigar. Yeah, no, Davidoff, absolutely not. Davidoff sold five of those travel humidors with cigars. Yeah. 
How many? How much is that thing? Three grand or something? No, bro. No, one hundred forty-five. One hundred forty-five. One hundred forty-five thousand. Yes. Like one four five. One four five zero 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 zero. Yes. Yeah, it comes with. I I believe it's seventy-two Oro Blancos. Somebody bought five of them, or well, not one person. They sold five of them at the show. In fact, that was like day two, and they had already sold five. So they might have sold more by the end of the week. Holy crap! That's um, impressive. And and speaking of expensive cigars, John, what did you think of that Gurkha Master Select? I thought it was way better than I was expecting. Okay, it to be. so I I don't think I'm the target market for Gurkha. Um, I've smoked some Gurkhas that I enjoy. Uh, I've smoked a lot of Gurkhas that aren't really my speed. Yeah. I was I was not anticipating that Master Select to be in my wheelhouse. And I let me just say I was very surprised. Yeah, I I would buy that cigar. Again. I was very surprised. I'm I'm actually kind of excited to try some of the stuff that they had at the show, some of the stuff that they found yeah. boxes of. Um, what was the, uh, I, I should know because I edited the hell out of the video, but I can't remember, what was the cigar they, they found that's only going to be available in Robusto? They only have 3,000 boxes. I think it was what, like the 12-year the age or something like that. Yeah, it was one of the anniversaries. It was 10th. I think it was the 10th anniversary. And anyways. Yeah, yeah it might have been the 10th anniversary. It's, it's been sitting in a warehouse for, for five years. Just sleep and have a little nap. And they, they just found them. It was like, oh. It's like Logan those, style. Like 3,000 boxes or whatever went. Yeah, like Logan style. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm excited to try uh, Findalus, was it Findalus Mundos from uh, Fred? Because uh, yeah, you, you know I can't smoke enough of Fred's stuff. Uh, I love Ew. everything that Fred puts out. So Everything? Uh, everything. Dude, I hold I on. Think, I don't think Fred's put out a single cigar that I have not enjoyed. Are you? I'm serious. Crazy? Are you I'm crazy? You, I am crazy. Loco. First of all, let me just set the record straight because John's telling you lies, listeners. Is that probably C276 and beyond? He's he's been doing okay. C276 was okay. Uh, the 1380, the 13, 1386 was phenomenal. The whatever it is, 8613, 8613 was pretty good. You know, the SA17. He's been progressively better. But all of the cigars before that, especially the first one, which is all Habano two. I mean, literally that blend, no joke, is all Habano two thousand. Which Habano two thousand is kind of disgusting. To be yeah. fair, I have not smoked the first the first cigar. Okay, well then, you, dude. All That's you, what I'm saying. Everything that I've smoked from Fred, which is almost everything, I have thoroughly enjoyed. Okay, well, his a, a first release when he before he was in you know House Amelia and all that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I can disclose what factory it was made in because I know it's, but I will say it's a very high end factory. But dude, it's like think Dominican the, for you. It's very Dominican y. And it's honestly all that thing probably is. It's the same cigar that was released five, six years ago. And it's probably just like smoking copy paper. I said, but we've it. already, we've already we established, we've already established at the show, we've talked about this. Your your Venn diagram of cigars is very thin, very narrow. Which but, is to say that everything you enjoy is an excellent cigar. There is no cigar that you enjoy that is not a bad cigar. It is not a good cigar. It's not no. Correct. Right. So I will yes. agree. There's nothing Logan loves that's a bad cigar. Correct. That's true. But there are times that I can like. I mean, that I can take. I'd say my palate. If you're gonna do it, like here's low. I mean, here's full. Here's full bodied. Here's like no body. Like up until about medium body, like medium body to medium full, like I'm I'm okay. 
but medium full to full, like that's my wheelhouse right there. Yeah. But yeah. I still like stuff in the medium to, <sighs> to light or no body. Like, you know, I still like the stuff, but I mean, I'm telling you, like, I think more so is that when stuff is predominantly Dominican, that's using Dominican Corojo gross or Dominican freaking Habano 2000 gross, then I just, it's just not good. And when you blend a cigar with one varietal of tobacco, you got problems. You're not going anywhere fast. Let me tell you that. All right. Moving, moving along. Cause we've got a time limit. Uh, yeah. overall thoughts on the IPC bear as a whole. Uh, what would you change if you could change things? Trip go. I, I don't know if I would change much. I think it should open earlier or close later. Um, just because there's, there's, I mean, for us, there's not enough time in the day to get everybody interviewed. Um, and having just an extra hour or, or an extra two hours would be like a godsend because just having a little bit of extra time would, you know, allow us to get five, 10, 20 more interviews in the week. Logan. Um, I mean, I don't know. I was not anything that I would change anything. <laughs> I would say one thing that would have been very helpful is that they've done this in previous shows is that I don't think they included like a booth map. I mean, they had it in the app, but you couldn't really search it in the map, which sucked. They could. They could. No, I tried it. You couldn't do it. But there That's were not. brands that weren't even on the map. There were brands right, that weren't annoying. on the map, right. but we so actually found that time. app pretty, pretty useful. Yeah, I, so I, I mean, I had a hard time finding people, but honestly, there wouldn't be anything I'd tra- change about the show. I mean, the only thing I would have wished that we would have done is last year, it was nice having a little bit bigger crew because we, you know, had more people to hang out with. But at the same time, I think producti- productivity, and I got to give a shout out to Trippy Trip and John, just knocking it out. Best IPC PR coverage ever. Yeah, Half Wheel. You think you do video? You, half Wheel ain't got shit on us. Hey, Chef, we ain't got, but not, oh, you ain't got shit on our video. I, I anyway. definitely, uh, I definitely damaged my kidneys and or bladder during the show. Let me just put it that way. Probably true. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think the show was fine. I mean, the only thing, I one thing I, well, I almost wish, and this was just kind of me, is that, and this is just a gripe on my, on my part, is that I, I hated burning a whole week of vacation to go to the show. Yeah. I would rather them, you know, <clears throat> start it like, you know, on a Saturday, you fly in Friday after work or whatever. And so that way you're, you get done like Tuesday. So that well, way you're not earning a whole weekend or a which whole is, week vacation. Which is what it, which it wouldn't, that's what it normally is. And that's what it's going to return to next week or next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think a lot of switching venue had a lot to do with that, but otherwise yeah. I thought it was a good show. Um, you know, I thought it was a good show. It seemed compared to all, because the last literally like since new Orleans and beyond, I've heard nothing but man, the show attendance is so crappy. No one's here. I felt like every booth that I went into, it was, oh, there was always someone in there. Yeah. Like I felt like it was busier. Like I there mean, were a couple I, booths, but well, m- for the most part, they were booths were popping. Yeah. Booths were popping. I felt like the activity was really good. And like, this is the first year in probably three years when I went around and I always ask like, how's it going? And you know, most people will lie to you and say, oh yeah, you know, it's going great. But you always get people to be like, man, I haven't sold shit. And like, I didn't get any of that this year. Everyone was like, yeah, you know, it's going good. So I, I felt like maybe, I don't know if attendance was up or down, but I felt like people were writing orders, which is great. Yeah. If attendance was down, it's probably for the best because the people that showed up were there to buy. They weren't there to kick tires. Yeah. We heard that over and over and over was, you know, that nobody, there was one person that said they had people coming into their booth that just wanted cigars and didn't want to buy anything. But everybody else said people who came in the booth wanted to buy. Yep. 
All right. We're going to take another quick break for one of our show sponsors. Please stay tuned. Show brought to you by Drew Estate. Until June 30th, if you're a Drew Diplomat member, you attend a rewards program event and make a promotional purchase, you will receive a Liga Pravada Velvet Rat. You'll also be entered to win a Drew Diplomat Pewter Ashtray, Mega Standing Ashtray, or the Swag Closet Humanor, dubbed the Divorcinator. All these products were built and designed by Drew Estate Subculture Studios. If you're not a member, download the Drew Diplomat app from the Apple Store or Google Play Store today. Uh, I agree with Trippy, uh, and I think I've said this, this is probably the fourth time, fourth year I've said it. Uh, starting the show after 10 o'clock, at 10 o'clock or after 10 o'clock, is just a stupid goddamn waste of my time. If I'm going to fly out to Las Vegas, uh, I'm going to spend a week in Las Vegas covering the show. I better be on that floor at 9 o'clock. I don't give a shit what the excuse is. I don't give a shit the pack stuff. I want to be on the floor at 9 a.m., I want, if I'm going to be there till five, start at nine, the number of manufacturers that said, Hey bro, just come at 10 after nine. Hey bro, just come at nine 30. Hey bro, just come at nine 45. And it's like, I would love to come and interview at nine 30, but unfortunately like other people, uh, that will remain nameless in the, uh, in the media market, uh, we could not get on the floor and do an interview at nine 30, much as I would love to, we could not. And like Trippy said, uh, having an extra, even one extra hour and, <coughs> and, Oh dude. And fuck that whole ten thirty start on a Monday. In fact, if anything, the first day should start earlier and the last day should start later, not the other yeah, way around. I would agree. Um, with that. we absolutely could have banged out another 20 solid interviews, which would have included a lot of boosts that probably should have been like Cornelius, Cornelius and Anthony, man, they were popping. And we, couldn't get to them. Crux. We couldn't get to them. There was a number of booths that were on our list and we could not get to them because we simply with, with one man crew, with the amount of time we have, we can't do it. We've maximized 65 videos is about the, the maximum performance that we can get out of the week. That's with, you know, eating lunch in 15 minutes, taking one bathroom break a day. And I heard a lot of manufacturers say the same thing. They're like, well, you know, how many times do we go by a booth? And we're like, how's it going? It's like, well, I'm fucking hungry. Because, yeah. you know, I've been on the floor since 8.30. I haven't eaten breakfast. I haven't eaten lunch. I haven't had any water. So, you know, it's not just hard on us. It's hard on the on the guys as well. Yep. And ladies. All right. Now we've done griping about the IPCPR. Uh, well, moving so right- Before we move on from, like, what we wish was in the IPCPR. So a lot of people have been talking about, like, the consumer day thing. Yeah. I wish they did that. There's one way that it could work, and I feel like nobody would be happy about it. That's the problem. The one way sure. it could really work would be like a pack of 20 cigars or whatever, and you pay 200 bucks to get in or something. And then the consumers can just kind of roam the floor and look around. But no matter what, there's going to be consumers that are trying to weasel cigars. And, you know, manufacturers sometimes won't want to give them out. And then people will be mad that they're not able to weasel a cigar from That's that true. guy. That's true. And, uh, I mean, everybody's exhausted by the end of the week. So it's not it like have you to be add before. another day. It would Dude. have to be before. June from uh, Developing Palettes actually had a really good suggestion, which I think bears some consideration. And he said that you should have a second convention in Vegas for consumers right around the same time, like not at the same time, but like the last two days of the convention or the first two days, however you want to work that out so that consumers can show up in Vegas, go to a different convention center so they're not interfering with retailers. And then you can, I mean, that maximizes the manufacturers and frankly, it maximizes the retailers. You're telling me retailers don't want to go and talk to their consumers at a at another convention show and talk Turkey. Yeah. Like that's, that's yeah. the and, time where you want to be showing well, no, these new cigars. Actually, out. And if they no, had a consumer no. day, if like, I mean, there are companies that don't give out samples at all. What 
are those companies going to do during a consumer day? Just stand there and talk to people? Well, they just tell them I can't give you a cigar. Yeah, they just well, show up. Well, first off, like let me let me say this is that I disagree. Most retailers would be very mad about a consumer day because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, right? If they spend two hundred bucks, those are cigars that all the new shit that the consumers are not going to be buying from their shop. Well, that's just you know? stupid. Yeah. That's just so stupid. That, well, it's stupid. I agree, but that'll that's, be the that's not forward bitch. thinking. I I'm not disagreeing. I'm just telling you what they're <laughs> going to say. And the other thing is, is that you'd have to have it in a different place because yes. all the all the people are going to be all the man. I mean, all the the consumers are going to be doing is trying to get on the show floor. That's all yes. they're going to be doing. You'd have and to do it in another place for sure. You have to do a different place. And the only way to make it work is that you can't make it mandatory or you can't make it voluntary because no manufacturer is going to show up. Like there'd be a few, right? Like there'd be a few, but like on the smaller guys where it's literally just warped, like it's kind of him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And like or Nick, right? Like Nick's not going to go stand over there because he's literally busy from the time the show opens <sighs> till it ends. So like you'd almost have to do something different. <clears throat> I'd rather them have literally like a an East Coast, a, you know, like a, a Midwest and a an East Coast, a, a, a like a East Coast, West Coast and like a Midwest IPCPR consumer day where you just have the rep from the local place go and you do something kind of like IPCPR and like you a try big it smoke and, kind of thing, like a big smoke. Right. Yeah. But you do it like IPCPR and make it cooler, do other stuff. But I think that would be tight. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Most enjoyable food, most enjoyable event during the week. Trippy hands down. Momofuku. That was pretty uh, legit. And Claudio's food is a close second. Claudio's food was like non-existent other than <laughs> when I went into the kitchen and made myself an extra plate. We were, we it's, were pretty hangry that day. Yeah. Well, it was, it was, I got to tell everyone cause it was kind of funny. It's because they like set us down and they were trying to do this like Italian several course meal. So they came out with a salad and then they came out with something else and they came out with two meatballs. All, all, and like, all cooked by Claudio. All cooked. I mean, very delicious. Don't get me wrong, Claudio. But then the food just kind of stopped. And I think, I don't know, Claudio got drunk or got busy and then there was no other food. And I was like, they had noodles in there. They never cooked. And I like, so I literally went into the kitchen and just started making a plate and just hooked it up. Everyone else was hangry except for Logan. I thought that, uh, that Indian joint that Mel took us to was pretty oh, legit. That, yeah, was that was so savage. Good. That was good. That was that good. Was Mel Shaw from M Bombay. And you know, I figure like Mel obviously is going to know Indian food. Uh, but I was a little suspect of Indian food in Las Vegas. Cause I'm like, bro, we have a lot of good Indian, uh, restaurants in Calgary. So, you know, I've had a lot of legit Indian food, but, uh, I gotta say that was, that was a good meal. It definitely yeah. didn't take the one hour that the, uh, that the, the den mother had, uh, anticipated for dinner. Let me just say that. No. Yeah, that it ended up going a little over our expectations. Uh, that that restaurant's beer game could use a little work, though. Oh, well, Mel all they have, is, all they have is the Indian beer. Yeah, well, yeah, they didn't none have of that. It was cold. And none of it is cold. No, Mel, they... I thought Mel was going to punt somebody out the front door because he was like, "We need beers. We want Indian beer. Get that shit out there." And they were like, "We don't. It's not cold. We don't have it." And I thought Mel was going to murder somebody. You want me to tell you a little fun fact about India? is that you know a place is traditional when they don't serve cold drinks because Indians, as a general rule, are suspicious of cold drinks because they associate cold with sickness. No, I'm being, I'm not making this up. This is for real. So I believe. They, they associate cold drinks with like being cold and being sick, so they drink everything like room temperature. So when I go over to India, like I literally have to bring my own drink in 
like if I want something cold in most places we go eat at. And that's how you can tell how authentic they are. So the fact that this place had warm beer and like warm water shows you that how authentic it is because real Indians eat there. All right. Moving right along. Uh, Fun fact. Favorite interview of the show, Trip, go. Favorite interview. Uh, easy. Easy. I mean, that should yeah, be easy. Oof, easy. I mean, I, it's just so, it's such a non interview interview that it's just like hanging out awesome. and telling jokes with a buddy. Awesome. I thought JD was, was a, I'm glad we got JD this year because I know yep. he was like unbelievably busy. And uh, we got JD on the right time and the right day because we got 100% unfiltered jd and it was just as the moment i turned the camera on i was like yeah this shit's gonna be awesome and it was it was it was i like my interview Uh, with eric yes that was good it's not getting enough i i i feel like it's not getting enough i don't know if it's because we put out so many videos but i feel like that video is not getting enough love i think people need to go check out the espinoza video uh you know check it out it was it was good times there's some quality shit in there quite clever quite same but different same but different uh, coming down to the last few questions, uh, Trippy, how'd you feel Sig- Sigfed did in the coverage this year? Uh, in the moment, I wasn't sure because I'd never done it before. Um, but by the end of it, I could tell that we were doing pretty good. And now the feedback of it has been like pretty much all positive. So I, I feel like we kind of killed it. Logan, I would agree. Like it was, I think it was, I mean, we've done more interviews in the past cause we've had more you know, more crews. Yeah. yeah, And like that kind of stuff. I think what we hit was, was great. And the, the coverage was solid, you know, wish we'd have had the videos up a little sooner, but I actually think it was good because people had videos and and had stuff up before us. And it, frankly, it's kind of trashy because you couldn't hear, you couldn't see. And then after the show, we started actually rolling more stuff out. And I mean, Mm -hmm. the amount of interaction and views we're getting is like crazy. So I mean, hats off to both you guys for, I mean, I think it was probably the best year we've ever had. I think so too. Uh, Trippy, what are your thoughts on the future of the IPCPR? Looking forward to 2018. What do you think oh. the show is going to be like? Um, I don't know. Ba- based on what some of the manufacturers said, it was great. Based on what other manufacturers said, they might not be going next year. Um, I think at least the next couple years are going to be, are still going to be pretty good. Um, I think the real question is where it goes after like 2019. Because I yeah. think that's when people are going to start dropping out and not showing up and stuff like that. Logan? I mean, it all is really good. I mean, I can't say who I spoke to, but I had some pretty good information around, you know, what the FDA is doing and stuff like that. And I would say, assuming dates get pushed back or we get a little reprieve, I think things kind of stay status quo, right? Or maybe even get a little bigger. But if we don't see any movement in any of the regulations, I would say next year will be. Uh, sparse with the following year being a ghost town. I would, I would agree with that. I think if there's no yeah. change to the FDA stuff really within the next six months, I would say that's your, that's your uh, time limit. If nothing changes before uh, December of 2017, uh, I think you're going to see a substantial drop off both in manufacturers and retailers and frankly, media coverage. I think there's going to be a lot of people that are going to say, why would I, why would I, and we, like you said, we kind of got a little bit of a feel for that, which we were kind of expecting this year, where you go into a booth, you talk <coughs> about the existing line, there's nothing new, there's not a lot to talk about. It's tough to get a, it's tough to get an engaging interview for the audience if there's nothing to talk about. True. Uh, sure. Trippy, your funniest uh, story slash interaction slash uh, memorable moment from the IPCPR. Uh, our cab driver. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. 
Oh my god. Um so we had this cab driver and we got Ollie McFalface. Yeah, and oh Logan was like on the phone with his wife and the guy goes and and first the guy was like 70, probably. Probably. He reminded me of like Larry David or something. No, Larry David's cool. cool. Less co- a nerdy Larry David, let's call him that. Okay. Uh and you were on the phone and he said something like here's the the line of massage parlors or something He's like, like hey you can go get over here and get a happy ending over here they'll suck your dick over here or whatever he said yeah like my was wife was like, like what so the your fuck? wife would hear it and then we laughed at that uh, which was the nervous beginning of nervous the uncomfortable laughter yeah nervous uncomfortable laughter which he didn't get the cue and he just goes into this kind of tirade for like oh, 15 God. or 20 minutes while we were on our way to the convention hall of the, the dirtiest jokes i've ever heard uh and like he was telling racist jokes. He was telling like gross sexual jokes, like trannies and stuff like that. And then he went into how he this was is trying. The worst. Oh, it was the worst. It was so bad. I wanted to like dive out of the car. He was started telling us about his niece who had cerebral palsy and how he was trying to like, or maybe it was her dad was trying to get her laid. And it was bad. It was, no, his dad was trying to get her married. And he oh, was like, yeah. through getting her married, let's get her laid. And I was like, yeah. oh, bro. Only, bro. only he kept calling it, get her, get her pounded. <laughs> get her he was pounded. trying to get his knees pounded. Oh, it was the worst. But, but funny in a, uh, in a retrospect. In retrospect, kind of funny. Right. Good story, but good night. It was awkward. Uh, yeah. Uh, Logan, I'm happy we got another elevator story to tell because it seems like every year we go to the IPCPR, we have oh, at least God, one I don't elevator know what the action. Hell happened there. <laughs> you could tell it because I was so flabbergasted. <laughs> So every every time we seem to go to the IPCPR, and we're not loud or boisterous in the elevator, we try to, um, we're, we're you know we try to be respectful of the people that are around us. And we were talking about, uh, I think we were talking about the heat, and uh, we're we're cracking some funnies. And we were talking about or no, no, that was a different time than when we were talking about the rain. Never mind. We were, we're yeah, that's right. We were talking about I think yeah, we were talking about the rain, and I was saying I don't I think I was my, right. And you're right. And I was saying I don't think my trick knee is going, so it doesn't really feel. And then you were talking about the um, the, uh, the barometric air pressure dropping, and uh, and just like in previous years, this older lady in the elevator as she gets off, she turns around and she says, "Well, that's fucking stupid." And like, and she said it so fast. I think she said, "You guys are fucking stupid." You guys are well, whatever it was, whatever <clears throat> something she, fucking, it was so something fast, fucking but... stupid, and then bolted out of the elevator. And Logan looks at me like, did she actually? And I'm like, yes, yes, she did. That's what I, that, that's what I heard. It was very weird. It was, it was very awkward, strange. man. It was very awkward. All right. Uh, as we, my I'd, favorite part, Logan proved that he was a super taster. Super taster. ST. It's supposed to be the funniest part, Logan. Well, let's just say my palate goes beyond just cigars into desserts as well. You're a, you're a dessert super taster. Except that was the most expensive piece of pie I've ever eaten. That was a very expensive piece of pie. Yeah. It did not but come it, with a happy ending, and it probably should have for that price. It should have for that price. All right. Wrapping up this episode of Cigar Chat, last question. Uh, it was thrown out there, the idea of having a media house, uh, either a house that we all stay in uh, huh. as as like one big group, which could be interesting, <coughs> or uh, one big sort of centralized hangout place where all this sort of core media group goes to sort of chill out after the show. Trippy? I'm I'm completely in support of this. Like having yeah. a house off the strip that's like Airbnb or something where where us and a bunch of the other media folks stay because I mean the media is 
I was kind of surprised because the media is kind of a close knit group. We all know each it other, is. and we ended up almost every night we were hanging out with some media people. And I think that it would take a little bit of the like. There were a couple times that it was like, all right, well, let's go over to the circle bar so we can see those media people, and we would be able to just say, let's go back to the house and hang out and then go to sleep. Because uh, I think it w- it would be kind of awesome to just have a place off the strip to hang out. It would depend okay. on it depend on what media people, right? Like, I'm not gonna trash anyone, but like, there was a core group of like, you know, two or three media outlets that we hung out with, like mm-hmm. you know, Hewitt and stuff at Stogie Review, and there's some others. And I, it's not that I don't like the media people, but like, there's a lot that would not participate. Like, there's no way half of it would come. To oh, the of house. course. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it would be something where it would be like us and like a th- two or three other sites that would get together yeah. and do it. But like, there's no way. You could have like a, a media booth at IPCPR where all media people were hanging out. We'd all kill each other. Yeah, no, this would be this would be more of a unofficial after hours kind of media hangout. <clears throat> yeah, I could, I could see that working. Cool. The cab rides would suck. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we'd have to get two or three lifts. I, I mean, I mean, the, I think the idea is that instead of hopping around to event after event after event, you've got a centralized location to come back to either at six or at ten. And then you just stay there, so you're not hopping around the strip all over the place. And I think which would be you know, nice. There's some value. That would in that. be that would be nice. I mean, like think of the the night we had where we had some of the media. We had like the developing palettes guys over. Yeah. Like just being able to hang out like that every night would be kind of awesome. That would be cool. Cool. All right. Well, we got a hard stop, so we're gonna wrap up this episode of Cigar Chat. Thanks everyone who tuned in, commented, dropped us a line, dropped us a comment, dropped us an emoticon. Uh, we'll be back next week at a regular scheduled time of 8 p.m. Eastern. Make sure to check out sharing our pairings at normal time on Wednesday. For all the new shit, we're going to be pairing. we got something funky next week. You're not going to want to miss that. Check it out. Have a great weekend. Stay safe.